Welcome back to Reborn Report. I'm Don Pfeiffer. And I'm DJ Pfeiffer. Well, today, DJ, I'd like to talk about information. Talk about information. Yeah, information. So we're going to be giving our listeners some information about information. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is information, or the word itself, information. What information is, I believe, is evidence of God. Really? Yep. The word information itself. Yeah. What it means. <laughs> okay. You don't believe me? <laughs> I believe you, but okay, well, I mean I believe you because we, we talked about this a little beforehand, but yeah. I'm pre- pretending to be a, just a listener <laughs> and I'd be thinking, what the heck is this guy talking about? I believe that information proves the evidence of a creator. Okay. Let's talk about it then. Well, first I want to say this. The fight that's going on today between Democrats and Republicans, the left and the right, isn't the big battle. Sure seems to be, though. Yeah, I know. The battle of the ages began when Satan deceived himself into thinking that he could overthrow the sovereign rule of God. Mm. And ever since, Satan has opposed God and has been known as the adversary or the great deceiver. Yep. Right? Right. Think about it. Every time the gospel is preached to non-believers, Satan is in danger of people believing God's word and leaving his kingdom. So throughout the history of the church, Satan has used various tactics from physical persecution to deceiving the church into believing wrong ideas, thus compromising the authority that's in God's word. Right. Just like you did with Eve. Yeah. Think about it. People have burned the Bible. Mm-hmm. They've banned the Bible. They've tried to change the Bible. And most recently in this modern scientific age that we live in today, the majority of people simply consider God in the Bible irrelevant. Right. But is this really wise? I don't think so. Well, you see, one of Satan's major strategies against Christianity is the philosophy of materialism. That's right. Materialism is simply the assumption that all that exists is mass and energy, matter. I think you're going to give us some science, aren't you? <laughs> well, there is no supernatural forces in this, this philosophy, and nothing exists that is non-material. And so there is no God by their thinking. Mm-hmm. Materialism is the foundational presumption for atheism, humanism, and you know what we've been talking about, evolutionism. Evolutionism. Well, they believe that Christians can't demonstrate the existence of God. Right. Right? And they know that if materialism is true, then evolution is also true. Right? The foundation of materialism, atheism, and evolution is that the universe consists of only two entities, mass and energy. Mm. But what if that assumption of materialism is false? What if we can show through empirical science that the universe consists of more than just mass and energy. And so, on today's podcast, we will attempt to do just that. Sounds like a big task. It is a big task, but I think one we can do. I think so, too. 
Now, for Darwinian's molecule to man evolution to really work, new genetic information is required each step of the way. Yeah, we talked about that last week when we looked into the workings of naturalism, right? Yeah, natural selection versus evolution, yeah. Well, it goes something like this. In order for fish to grow legs, okay. new information must be encoded into the DNA. All right. For a reptile to grow feathers, new information must be encoded in the DNA. Okay. And for ape-like creatures to evolve into a human, new information must also be encoded into the existing DNA. Okay. New information must add to or replace the old information with new instructions to grow legs, feathers, or humanistic characteristics. Or they'd never, it'd never happen, right? Exactly. But here's the million-dollar question then, DJ. What really is this information you're talking mm. about? And then where does it come from? Well, if you could answer that question, you'd be a millionaire. Well, we've done some research. <laughs> and we found that back in July of 2006. A while ago. A while ago. A team of 11 leading scientists from various scientific disciplines, backgrounds, mm -hmm. met to evaluate the definition of information. Oh, we're getting back on information. It was proposed by a world-renowned information scientist, Dr. Werner Jett. We talked about yep. him in our very first podcast yep, about yep, evolution. I remember. The team of scientists proposed that his identification or his definition be called the Universal Definition of Information, or UDI for short. Okay. And they all agreed that there are four essential attributes that define it. And they are, number one, code. Information within all communication systems contains a code. Okay. Number two, meaning. Meaning enables communication by representing real objects or concepts with specific symbols, words, or phrases. All right. Number three, expected action. Expected action conveys an implicit or explicit request or command to perform a given task. Alrighty. And finally, number four, intended purpose. Intended purpose is the anticipated goal that can be achieved by the performance of the expected action. Okay, so four things that they called essential attributes for the UDI. Right. So then these four essential attributes specify the definition domain for information. In other words, the definition of information or UDI was formulated using these four attributes. Exactly. Now let's take a look at information or UDI scientifically. Okay. First, I want to point out that the lowest level of operational science begins with ideas originated and formulated by man's understanding of reality, which we know is flawed. Mm -hmm. And scientists will admit that it's incomplete, faulty, and constantly changing. Right. I once had a professor that taught us something about DNA replication, and he said that when he was learning it, it was completely opposite. Wow. So they admit this. Okay. These include things like models, hypotheses, theories, assumptions, speculations, and so forth. Stuff that's being taught to students all over the world every day. What you're saying just reminds me, think about the science during this past year concerning the coronavirus. Yeah. You can see that science is always changing, right? Especially with theories, yeah. Science is, I think they like to say it's evolving. Mm. It makes it sound a little better, right? Yeah. The truth is, it's ever-changing because of man's limited knowledge, right, DJ? That makes sense, yeah. But the point is, there is a very large gap between this level of science that we're talking about mm -hmm. and the highest level of science. 
the highest level contains scientific laws. Okay. Scientific laws are precise statements formulated by discoveries made through observation and experiments that have been repeatedly verified and never contradicted. Well, that's a big difference. Right. Some examples would be Newton's law of gravity, laws of thermodynamics, laws of electricity, laws of magnetism, and Pasteur's law of about life and the law of biogenesis. Okay. And so with that in mind, the team of scientists evaluated scientific laws about information that were formulated by Dr. Jett mm. that determine the nature and origin of information or UDI. And they are fundamental law, number one. A purely material entity such as psychochemical processes cannot create a non-material entity. In other words, something material cannot create something non-material. Okay, I follow that. Fundamental law number two. Information is a non-material fundamental entity and is not a property of matter. This means that information is independent of material source. Now, a material object is required to store information, but the information is not part of that material object. Oh, I think I follow you. So an example would be like this. Say people are in an airplane. They are being transported and transferred in the plane but they're not part of the physical plane itself. Yeah, that's a good example. Okay. I think people will follow your example a little better than what <laughs> I was saying. Now, the first law of thermodynamics makes it clear that mass and energy or matter cannot be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. some, everyone's heard that at some point. Mm -hmm. However, someone can create or write a new complicated formula, say on a chalkboard, and then erase the formula and never remember it again. So they created it and then erased it. Right. So this is a very simple example, but it's still an example of creating and destroying information, right? Mm -hmm. And since the first law of thermodynamics states that mass and energy, matter, cannot be created or destroyed, and information, or UDI, can be created and destroyed, information then must be non-material. See what I'm saying? That makes perfect sense. Now, science knows that the genetic information system is the software of life. I've heard that before, too. Mm -hmm. And like the symbols in a computer, information is purely symbolic and independent of its environment. The genetic message, when expressed as a sequence of symbols, is non-material, but still must be recorded in matter and energy. It's like the people in an airplane. Right, exactly. Albert Einstein pointed to the nature and origin of symbolic information as one of the most profound questions about the world as he knew it. Wow. And he said this, I can identify no means by which matter can bestow meaning to symbols. Wow. And everyone will admit that Albert Einstein was one of the greatest scientific minds of all time, right? right? Yeah. The clear imp implication here is this, symbolic information or language represents a category of reality different from matter and energy. Mm -hmm. Science now knows that there is no known law of nature, no known process, and no known sequence of events which can cause information to originate by itself in matter. Wow. And by using these scientific facts, the group of scientists that we mentioned concluded that there are scientific laws about information as well. Right. The first law of information states information cannot originate in statistical processes. Chance plus time cannot create information, no matter how many chances or how much time they give it. Wow. The second law of information says information can only originate from an intelligent sender. Wow, that's big. Yeah. All codes result from an intentional choice with an agreement between the sender and the recipient. And any given chain of information can also be traced backward to the intelligence source. Wow, I didn't know that. Now, 
when information, UDI, is utilized in a material domain, it always requires a machine. And a machine is really just a material device that uses energy to perform a specific task, mm. right, DJ? Yeah. And information is required for the design and construction of machines. This simply means that both information and matter are necessary for the development of a machine. Mm. Information is what determines and directs the assembly of the material system into the necessary configuration creating a machine. Mm. And by, like you said, tracing backwards to the manufacture and design of any machine capable of performing useful work, it will lead to the discovery and necessity of information and ultimately to its intelligent source, mm -hmm. just as you said. Yeah. I hope you people listening to this can follow all this. I'm, we're trying to explain it as simply as we can, but all this scientific stuff gets a little complicated. <laughs> well, I mean, what you're saying, I guess the simplest way to look at it would be life being the machine, the DNA being the information inside of the machine, and we're saying that God created us. Mm -hmm. So I think that adds a little light Science to is saying it. Right. Now here's the reason we laid down all this groundwork. Okay. Science knows the code of all living systems, like I said, is DNA. So you're getting ahead of yourself when you yeah, said that. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and since all living systems contain DNA, and DNA information contains all four of the attributes in the scientific definition of information, the UDI, that was agreed upon by the team of scientists. Remember what these four principles were? Yeah, there was code, meaning, expected action, and intended purpose. Yeah, good. We're following along. <laughs> DNA then meets the UDI definition of information. And here's what's really interesting. The capacity and density of the information encoded in DNA far surpasses anything mankind has ever accomplished. Simply put, there is no information system designed by man that can even begin to compare to DNA. You're exactly right. The information encoded in DNA is billions of times more compact than even the most advanced modern hard drive. Wow. It's been said by a means of illustration that it would take a billion universes, each populated by a billion people typing, to type out fully one single gene of a genome wow that's a lot of information yeah and so it begs this question how could these extremely complicated codes exist yeah how could they even exist well the bible gives the answer in jeremiah 32 17 it says behold the lord god you have made heavens and earth by your great power and your stretched out arm Mm. And there is nothing too hard for you. And so a purposeful, all-knowing, all-powerful creator, God, could certainly create complex codes during the six literal days of creation as described in Genesis chapter 1. Right, DJ? Exactly right. Now, let's recap what we've learned so far. But before you do that, I want to add a little nugget of information going okay. back to how much code is actually inside dna okay so if you look at a chromosome right you know what a chromosome looks mm -hmm. like like mm -hmm. x and y all the autosomes whatever a chromosome and if you unwind it till it's a single strand of dna which is possible it's difficult to do but it's possible it's been said that it will wrap around the earth i don't remember how many times but it's astonishing how many, like one chromosome. That's why it takes a million universes and a million yeah. typing people to type well, it all because, out. Because a single 
strand of DNA gets wrapped around what they call histones and then wrapped those wrap around themselves up until you get to a chromosome, which is so tightly packed with information that that adds light to the billions of people typing. Wow, that's amazing. That is really, truly amazing. So we can get back to your recap now. The information team of scientists agreed upon a precise definition for information, UDI, right. that is consistent with the information found in human natural languages and in machine languages. Additionally, scientific laws that govern the UDI definition domain were established. And it was agreed by the team of leading scientists that the information encoded within DNA belongs to the UDI domain. So if we apply these scientific laws governing UDI to DNA information, we can conclude the following. Number one, since the DNA code for all life forms is clearly with, within the UDI definition domain of information, we can conclude there must be a sender. Wow, yeah, that's true. Number two, since the density and complexity of DNA-encoded information is billions of times greater than man's present technology, we can conclude the sender must have a supreme intelligence. That's true also. Number three, since the sender must have A, encoded or stored the information into DNA molecules, B, constructed the molecular biomachines required for the encoding, decoding, and synthesizing processes, and C, ultimately designed all the features for the original life forms, we can conclude the sender must be purposeful and su supremely powerful. Oh, I guess so. Number four, since information is a non-material fundamental entity and cannot originate from purely material quantities, we can conclude the sender must have a non-material component. And the Bible says, DJ, in John 4.24... God is spirit. Right, exactly. Great point. Number five, since information is a non-material fundamental entity and cannot originate from purely material quantities, and since information also originates from man, we can conclude man's nature must also have a non-material component. And the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 that man is made of three parts, body, soul, and spirit. Mm. Man also has a spirit just like God. Exactly. Another great point. Number six, since information is non-material and is a third fundamental entity, we can conclude the assumption that the universe is composed solely of mass and energy is false. Wow. And then so is the philosophy of materialism false. Right. Exactly. And finally, number seven, since theories of chemical and biological evolution require that information must originate solely from mass and energy alone with no sender, we can conclude all theories of chemical and biological evolution are also false. Wow. And I'll add this. That means the evolutionary tree of life is also false. Right. And I, I, I memorized <laughs> it for no reason. <laughs> well, you had to do it for school, right? Right. Wow. That's... Science just proved their theories of evolution to be false. So it's plain to see then that the scientific laws governing the universal definition of information, the UDI domain, mm -hmm. have refuted and proved false the presupposition of atheism, humanism, and the like, including, just as you said, DJ, the theories of chemical and biological evolution. That's huge. 
But here's the good news for Christians. These same scientific laws confirm the existence of an eternal, all-knowing, all-powerful creator, God. That's even more huge. (laughs) As Donald Trump would say, huge. Huge. (laughs) So to sum it all up, the presupposition of the evolutionary model is materialism, as we said. The idea that everything in the universe is solely composed of matter, mass, and energy. And from this foundational assumption, evolutionists logically conclude that the cosmic evolution, chemical evolution, and biological evolution are all true. But they have a huge problem. The presupposition of materialism has been shown scientifically to be false. Now, on the other hand, the presupposition of the Bible is that there is a God who created the universe, Mm. the earth, and all living things, including man. And this has been shown to be consistent with the scientific discoveries that prove there is a non-material third fundamental entity called information, UDI. Right. And scientifically, it only originates from an intelligent source. Hmm. So in conclusion, the universe consists of more than just mass and energy, doesn't it? And the information found within the DNA systems of life forms originated from an all-knowing, all-powerful creator, God. The truth is, science proves that it's just like the Bible claims, DJ. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so the challenge then is this. Anyone who disagrees with these scientific laws and conclusions must prove them false by demonstrating the initial origin of information from purely material sources. But that's a big but, because this challenge has never been scientifically achieved. Why? Because God is real, and his word is true. Right. And I'll add this. That truth has the power to set you free. Amen. Praise God. Glory to his name. So there you have it. Scientific proof, information, God is. He's the great I am. Mm -hmm. I am that I am. That's right. Today, we wanted to show you with scientific laws, the highest level of science, that God is real and his word is true. DJ, it brings mind to a verse in Romans chapter 1, verse 20. You want to read that? Sure. Romans one twenty. Yeah, Romans one twenty. It says, we've read this before. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth in the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. And reading that brings me back to another verse that we've said before. You've said it. In Psalm 14, verse 1, it says, Only fools say in their hearts, there is no God. That's a good one. And in 1 Corinthians 2, 14, it says, The natural man cannot receive the truth about God. Mm-hmm. It all sounds foolishness. Mm-hmm. They cannot understand or know it because it is spiritually discerned. Mm-hmm. You see, as Christians, we believe in God through the gift of faith which we received from God when we made the decision to believe in him, right? And so I say to you, our audience, 
Won't you make the decision to believe in God for yourself today? He created you and he cares about you. So much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for your sin. Having a personal relationship with God will make your life so much better. DJ and I can't even begin to tell you just how much he's done for us and is doing every day in our life. We are so thankful. And that's why we put the time, effort, and energy into creating and sharing these podcasts with you. Exactly. It certainly isn't for fame and fortune, right, TJ? Well, we're not famous yet, and we don't have a fortune yet. <laughs> We've been doing these podcasts every week for over a year now, and how much money have we made? I think like we're up to $10 now. 10 bucks. <laughs> I mean, really, I drink San Francisco Bay coffee. I drink zero Gatorade, but still... No sponsor endorsement. Well, I, I've got a new one for us, Dad. <laughs> well, I, 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 you, you, last couple, last time we did a podcast, you were trying to get Gatorade Zero. Right. So I, I figured I'd, I could do one better. Diet Citrus Lipton Green Tea. Hey, there's a third. Maybe we'll get lucky. Diet Citrus. <laughs> That's good, Lipton too. Green Tea. I like that, too. That's what I'm no, drinking today. really, so. we're just kidding around with all this stuff. But our goal is to help you obtain a better life by helping you increase your faith and belief in God. Right, Deej? Yeah, that's right. We are fully persuaded and 100% convinced that there is nothing this world has to offer that even comes close to having a personal relationship and faith in God. So that wraps it up, DJ, but I got one more thing. Explain to me again. You failed your first quiz oh, in medical school yesterday? <laughs> what? <laughs> How'd that happen? Well, that may be true, but I still have a 90% average right now. Okay. Well, I think they made it extra difficult to show you. Well, they didn't even tell us what the quiz was going to be on. So they did that to show you how much you don't know. Yeah. And that you need to study. Yep. I think so. Well... I miss not seeing you every day, and we might not be doing a podcast every week. It may be every other week, because, you know, if he's failing medical school, he's <laughs> got to get his grade up. So he may not be, come, be able to come home every week. Yeah, we skipped last week because I was moving in and everything. Yeah. So so if we don't post one next week, we're we still trying to get at least two a month. Yeah, we'll still try to do one every other month. Every other month? Every, or other, every week. other week. I'm sorry. So thanks for watching and listening, and we hope... And watching yeah, That's a new word as I evolved. Yeah, last week. Well, we wanted to show with real science, not just theories and ideas, but real uh, scientific, uh, what do you call it? What do we call it? Well, I don't, yeah. Empirical. Scientific. Empir empirical scientific laws. Right. That And if this is difficult stuff to understand, if you didn't get it the first time through, go back, watch it again, play it yeah. back at a slower speed if you need to. I'm sorry this is a little... It was a little if, long. If you don't understand little... what we were saying, then you can, you can message us and we'll try to explain it a little bit better. But I hope I think we did a great job. I think if you watch it through and... a couple times, you'll get it because science is complicated. Well, that's what I have to do for my lectures. Yeah, and and sometimes you have to view it over and over. A couple I take times. my notes. I write my notes over and over a couple times. Before, take notes. Go you... back and take notes. This is important because this the Bible says that we are to as Christians. There's going to be a quiz next week. Be able to show proof. To unbelievers, why we believe There's the way your we quiz. believe. There's your quiz. It's, doesn't it? Yeah. 
So we talked about you, that. You never know when you're going to be quizzed on this stuff. <laughs> we talked about last week. So if we can give science to prove because science is, is so accepted by people exactly. that if you give them science, it'll Because if you just them. do it with the Bible, they say, well, I don't believe in the Bible anyway. Right. So it's like a circle, you know, you're yeah. never going to get anywhere. But we just use a lot of real science, proven science, to prove that God is real. And So uh, study this. For real, it'll help you. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for watching and listening. And we'll see you all again in a week or two. Right here on Reborn Report, where the Word of God will definitely... Get y'all fired up. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See you guys. Do better in school next week. <laughs> DG and I can't even begin to tell Who's you. DG? Is he the new guy that we bring it on later? <laughs> 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 What <laughs> are